Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This program is brought to you by Worldwide Business Intelligence. To fast track your prosperity, your freedom, and your purpose, go to www.pfp.expert, where we have three exceptional videos that are going to help change the way you think about business forever and the way you see success. Welcome back to Module 3, folks, from somewhere above the top of Norway with Mr. Mr. Hancock and Miss Jack. Module 3.3, what does the word lifestyle entrepreneur mean to you, Lundy Jack? Lifestyle entrepreneurship for me is really like having a flip file in your hand. You know one of those files with those see-through pockets where you can put all sorts of documents in them? I call it a portfolio lifestyle. I remember years ago... I was watching a program and the word portfolio lifestyle came up and I was bursting with excitement. I thought to myself, what on earth is a portfolio lifestyle? Well, a portfolio lifestyle turns out to be having something like a flip file in front of you. It has all these empty pockets and you can put into that portfolio whatever you want. So, my mind bursted open. I thought to myself, the only flip file that I filled up to this point in my life was only one pocket, and that pocket was a job. What if there was alternative projects? What if there was different locations? What if there was different ways for me to do things so that I have this whole portfolio or flip file full of different things that I can do at the same time without stressing myself to death? Um, and that's what I call a portfolio lifestyle. Mike, you are a true example of someone who live the portfolio lifestyle. Your Facebook is filled with locations, adventure, all sorts of things. Would you like to share with our audience maybe how you got into this in the first place and a bit more of a description of the lifestyle you're living at the moment? Well, let's go back before we go forward, folks. And um, for many years, I was a corporate and just working, the well, never nine to five, seven till seven type of job, I guess, as a corporate. And then at one point there, because I was always a musician and I'd uh, worked as a professional musician early in my life, I wanted to get back into the music business. And yet I couldn't get back because like I'm working this job. So what I did is I um, invested and as a hobby built a home studio and brought some friends in and recorded an album. And it was around about the year 2000 when MP3s were first starting to coming out. And I released it on CD, but it was actually also released in one of the very, very first MP3 formats in the UK. And because of that, it was quite weird, really, because I was actually making quite a lot of money online selling this this album. I think uh, close to 100000 bucks in the end that I actually made from selling this album just because of timing was right. But then I started realizing at that, thing that, at that point that I can do different things and I can categorize my life into what Lundy calls a portfolio lifestyle uh, right at that point. So then I started a business on the side with one of my friends, and that business ended up being the business that I stepped out of corporate into. Yet, it was right up until about 2011 
that I was still working really hard. Now, I was traveling the world, I was having a lot of fun, but I was working really, really hard. But it was around about then that I decided at that point there that what I do is stop. And this is where I got my definition of a lifestyle entrepreneur from. And I want to give it to you. A lifestyle entrepreneur, circa Mike Hancock style, is deciding what I want to do first and then fitting everything else that I have to do around it. And the biggest one of those is making money. So what that means is I decide what I want to do and then I'll work out how to make money around that. So for instance, I, over the next couple of years, want to do a project where I'm back on stage playing at good-sized venues with a band. So I've come up with an idea that fits into what I do currently that's going to give me the opportunity to do that. That's the type of ways that, that I do it. These days, it's very, very important for me to continue to travel, but also to continue to travel with the love of my life. So now we need to find ways and means for which we can support our lifestyle whilst we're having a travel experience and enjoying the pleasure of our own company. That's the key thing uh, in my mind as to being a lifestyle entrepreneur. You design your life first and fit your business around it and everything else, not fit your life around everything else that you're doing. So initially for me, lifestyle entrepreneurship was making sure that I only work four days a week. It was making sure that uh, I do not work on a Monday it was making sure that I have as little time as possible on email because for me that just took a big chunk out of my time and caused unnecessary stress. And it meant working on beaches and cafes and on airport. These days, lifestyle entrepreneurship means for me and Mike living between South Africa, New Zealand and the Greek islands. It means doing internet marketing on cruise ships as opposed to doing it into um, the type of environment that is boring and your typical business networking. So it's really changed for us. Do we have pets? Yes. We have uh, our lovely Lord Simon, the Pekingese living in South Africa, uh, looking after our property there. Uh, do we know people who have children who does, does this? Absolutely. At the end of the day, like I said before, there's no right and wrong. It's basically having the ability to do what you want, when you want it, with no one actually stopping you doing it. So... We know people all over the world that do this by traveling the world. We know people whose lifestyle entrepreneurs who stay at home but actually have the time and energy and space to do what they want. We know people who works for six months a year on an island and the other six months in corporate. We know people who um, have uh, different locations all over the world and spend some time three months there and three months there. At the end of the day, you define the lifestyle the way you want to. And that for me, Mike, is a lifestyle entrepreneur. Absolutely. In the last module, I mentioned my friend Diane, who is a lifestyle intrapreneur. In other words, she works for a corporate, but she's creating a lifestyle around that. It can be done as well. Now, it may take a little bit more time for you to convince your boss that that's the way that you want to do it, but it can be done. And yet, another person comes to mind that I just read about on Facebook, uh, one of our other Circle of Excellence clients, this time from the UK, who used to lead a very cluttered and very full life and over the last 12 months has actually decluttered that life to the point whereby she has her home on Airbnb, she's got a year's trip planned, we are connecting with and staying with some of her great friends that she's met through our networks and other networks around the world about a month in each place so she's looking forward to spending 
a month in 12 different countries next year, and that's the way that she's going to do it. What's her business? Strangely enough, Lundy, it's the business that you mentioned right up front in Module 1, and that is interior design. So she's going to be doing that and doing that in certain markets around the world, living a month at a time. That's what lifestyle entrepreneurship is to you. Now let's look at how to apply it. A very easy way to start this, especially if the concept to you is a little bit foreign, is to literally get up right now and go and look at your Outlook diary or your manual diary or whatever to-do list you keep on a daily basis to assist you with running your life. Look at the entries in there. If the entries in your diary is 100% or even 90% work, 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 guess what? That's exactly the direction your life is going into. A lifestyle entrepreneur, and this is something so remarkable and valuable that Mike has taught me and so many other people, is that the entries in your diary needs to reflect the lifestyle you want to live and not the lifestyle that you one day hope to live. So open that diary of yours, look at the entries. If the entries in there talks about a person who just basically pleases the demands of clients all the time, run up and down, have no time for vacation, family, no time for their children, no time for fun, if you don't actually make a conceited effort to change that, it's going to stay that way. So how about making small changes and start making small steps to your diary? For example, say to yourself going forward, you're going to take Friday afternoons off. For some of you who are workaholics, that may really, really feel weird to take that one half day off per week. But you know, it's quite addictive because once you take that first Friday off and you see it work, you're going to do it with the second and you're going to do it with the third. The sad story here is that we coach a lot of people on this. We coach a lot of people on how to move from the lifestyle they're living now to the lifestyle that they really desire. And quite a few people come back to us and say, making those changes in their minds is just too difficult. But also, a few of them have come back to us and explained to us how life has thrown thrown them with events and dices that forced them literally within a week to make these changes. Overnight, we've seen people making these changes from going into a hectic lifestyle, being workaholics, being stressed and burnout. Wham! Something happens and within a week, they become lifestyle entrepreneurs because they're forced to do it because of some health issue or something that's happened. Absolutely. Let me share that when I came out of corporate, I was working that seven till seven regime and I went into entrepreneurship and I was determined that if I was going to work for myself, then things had to be my way or the highway. One of the things that I really didn't want to do was do that whole Monday morning traffic rush thing that is just so constricting when for most people around the world. So how did I get around it? Firstly, it was terrible. I tried to sleep in on Monday mornings, but I just couldn't because I felt so obligated. By 8 o'clock, the guilt was so high, I was running out of the house and trying to get to work. So what I did is that I changed my modus operandi. In fact, what I decided to do was for the next few weeks, I'd go away for a long weekend. And so I'd be, say, two, three hours away from Auckland, which is where I was living, and I would be there on the Sunday night, so I'd be getting up on the Monday morning. Now, on the Monday morning, there's no way I was going to get up at 5 o'clock to try and get to the office by 8, so I'd just get up my normal time, have breakfast there, and it felt really weird. I've got to tell you this, but by the time I got to the office, it was about midday. Boy, did that change the way that I felt about my lifestyle. So here's something that I learned that I just want to finish up on uh, in this module. I learned this when I was in my 20s. I had a a job that I had at that stage, and I think it's one of the most profound things I can ever share with you on building lifestyle. 
go and get a diary or a planner that has one week in it. And just a week from, say, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And then make sure the times uh, below those days are in half-hour blocks, okay? So the, we- the weekdays should be along the top and then the times in half-hour blocks. So 8, 8.30, 9 o'clock, 9.30, 10 o'clock, you get the picture. Then what you do is you go in and say, okay, in a perfect week, how would my perfect week look, right? So what you would do is you would immediately cross out, let's just say, um, ladies, you play netball, and so you've got training on on Tuesday nights and Thursday nights. So immediately you would cross that out from 5 o'clock till 7 o'clock because you're simply not available because that's your training night. Let's say you don't want to work Friday afternoons or Monday mornings, as Lundy suggested, so you cross those out. And then what you put in there is things that you want to do in that time. Let's say then you're absolutely prepared um, on a Tuesday to work from 7 in the morning through to that 5 o'clock at night when you go to netball. So what you do is you blank that out. But then what you do is you break that down as well into times where you're doing your research, times where you're making appointments, times when you're with customers or whatever it is that you do in that. And then by the end of that week, what you'll find is that you have a perfect week and that becomes a guideline for you to follow, which is you running your business, not your business running you. What we hear a lot of times, and take a moment to consider this, is that I'm not even getting the stuff done with the 24 hours I have now. How on earth will I get all these additional things done? That is not the point. Look at your lifespan from when you started into your career up to now. Maybe you got into a serious relationship with a partner. Maybe you got married. Maybe you had children. Maybe there was an illness along the way. All these times during these life experiences you adapted. So my question to you is, why can't you adapt again? Why can't you look at the way you're living your life right now and go and change it again? You've already done it before. That's module 3.3, folks. We'll be back to you very shortly with 3.4, minimalization, make way for the new. Bye. This program is brought to you by Worldwide Business Intelligence. To fast track your prosperity, your freedom, and your purpose, go to www pfp.expert where we have three exceptional videos that are going to help change the way you think about business forever and the way you see success. Do you remember watching Lord of the Rings? And you remember that wonderful character Gollum where he goes, my precious, my precious, my precious. <laughs> well, my precious folks, that's a bit of where most of us actually are. There's a lot of stuff that we hold on to that we think is precious to us. And it's fascinating to me that most of that stuff can actually be done away with. Lundy has some very, very good techniques that she's going to be sharing with you very, very soon. But I guarantee that if I came into your house right now and went to the room where you do most of your work in and picked up every single piece of paper and asked you about it and... Most of it could be thrown away or dealt with in another way. Most of the books in your library could be packed away and given away because even though you might want to create a library, most of the books you'll have in there are probably not worthy of being in your library. So there's many, many different ways to minimalize. Miss Jack. Yes, Mike. How's your water? Very good. My glass is full. Oh, really? What does that mean? 
let me give you this analogy. There's a spiritual law that says, as within, so without. So if you look at your life right now, and we've given you some insight into this by discussing the snapshot or the life wheel of your life previously. But if you look at your life right now, and I'm not only talking about the physical things you can see around you, you probably will see how what you're currently experiencing in your life is on the outside is a reflection of what's going on on the inside. So the analogy I'm going to give you is a glass filled with water. Imagine you have a life filled with a bond that you have to pay off. You have to actually put a little bit more water into your glass. Now, you also have a job that's quite demanding. Put a little bit more water in your glass. You have teenagers that's difficult at the moment. Put a little bit more water in your glass. You have a huge swimming pool that you have to clean every single Saturday. More water. You have social clubs that you have to attend. More water. You have to be at the gym because you absolutely told yourself you have to be at the gym. More water. You have to read these three books in this quarter. You have your goals. You have your all your things. Eventually, your glass fill up with so much water that it spills. And that is for me what the principle of minimalism is about. As long as you keep your glass of water, your glass so full of water, there's absolutely no space for nothing else. So how do I link this back to being a lifestyle entrepreneur? In our experience, most lifestyle entrepreneurs constantly walk around with a glass that's as empty as possible. Does this mean that you do not own property? Absolutely not. Does it mean that your children can't come with you? Absolutely not. Does it mean that you have to shrink your to-do list and all the things that you are doing at the moment? Probably yes. What I'm actually telling you is, why don't you go and look at the aspect of your life that you can go and minimalize? We normally urge people to start in their houses because that sort of gives you or sets the stage for you to get start getting rid of stuff in the first place. Go to your closets and start cleaning them out. Go to your kitchen and start clean it, clean it out. Look at that Tupperware closet that you've been building up for ages. Look at your books. Look at that clothes. If you haven't been wearing a garment for longer than one year, you probably shouldn't have it. And you know what? There's someone else out there that can more, probably use it much better than you. Go to your linen closet. Look at all those linen and all those devices and all those things that you've been holding on. All those pieces of precious. If you can learn to get go of some of the physical objects in your life and the stuff that you're holding on to, that would probably be step one on you starting to declutter. Next to that, you'll start decluttering yourself emotionally. Over to you, Mike. What advices do you have on living a minimalistic lifestyle? Well, I'd love to hear your thoughts on decluttering emotionally and spiritually and, and the way you deal with people in your life, Miss Jack. But, but firstly, the biggest thing that we get asked about at our knowledge quest, which is the, the days that we have with our innermost clients, the biggest topic of 2015 was decluttering. This was the topic that was hot in that year. Declutter, declutter, declutter. In fact, it got so hot that people were posting on our Facebook page what they're throwing out. And recently I saw um, one of our great Circle of Excellence members, Charlotta, from Malaysia, actually posting everything about her declutter bit by bit that she'd thrown out. So this was a hot topic amongst people who are really, really already great entrepreneurs, so it's a hot topic for you. 
but it's more than just throwing stuff out of your garage because I did that as well. The biggest place we are cluttering our minds is in our emotional space. And so, Lundy, what have you got to say about that? Imagine you were a bird, and you probably are, but imagine you're a bird and you want to take off and you want to fly. But on your little foot, there's an entire car. Do you think that bird will be able to take off? No. This is why minimalism and decluttering is such an important aspect and such a big secret um, that lifestyle entrepreneurs have because it's the fact that they can cut themselves loose from all of these ties that bind them that they can actually lift off. Now, lift off might mean traveling to me and Mike, but it may mean happiness or a lightness of heart for you. In the Egyptian system, there's a saying that you will not be able to enter the heavens if your heart doesn't weigh as light as a feather. So that is the same principle that applies here. How do you declutter your house? You literally start throwing stuff away so that you don't have all these things around you anymore. Emotionally, you need to become aware of the undercurrents in your life. You need to become aware of the fact that when you're an ocean, The emotional state that you see is not necessarily the emotional state that's lying underneath. That will be a whole different module and product probably um, on its own, talking about emotional state and undercurrents. But you need to get rid of your emotional baggage. You need to get rid of those people that's occupying your mental space with negativity and with demands. You need to look at the clients that you allow in your life and see where you can declientize. Who do you say yes to and who do you say no to? That is why that original value compass system that we spoke about is so important because it's this very compass value system that helps you to declutter and decide who you want in your life and who not. You need to spiritually declutter. You need to make sure that your space and that your, your life that you create for yourself Only have people and things of the highest quality in there. Only then can you take off. Mike, I think of this principle every single time we sit in an airplane and we take off. I ask myself, if we were too heavy and our hearts and emotions and lives were too heavy, would we be able to take off like this? Make sure that your glass is as empty as possible. Some final thoughts from me on this, folks, is the way in which I emotionally declutter is that if I'm sitting somewhere and people come and sit near me in a public space and they're angry, upset, frantic or whatever, I'll move. Why? I don't want that energy around me because then I'll start to become like that after a time. So do I find myself constantly moving sometimes? Absolutely I do. But then I always find peace with that. Clients is the big one. You as an entrepreneur have the exact decision to take on whatever client that you want. Now, if you have a product like ours, which is going out to people who we may not necessarily meet, I don't think that that's a big issue. But where you're going to have to meet clients and spend time with them, make sure you make the choice of who you want in your space. Don't just take them on board because you think they're going to write you a check. Most of the ones that you think are going to write you a check that are emotional baggage and draining won't only drain your emotional state, they'll drain your bank account over some time as well. I'm a great believer in the fact that we can't really teach people other things. We can only provide them with guidance. Why? Because you are your best teacher. So as you listen to this module about minimalism, ask yourself, what is that one thing that I know I should have thrown away already? What's that one thing that I know I should declutter myself from that will make a huge difference in your life? You probably already know what that thing is. Write it down and come up with a strategy to get rid of it as soon as possible so that you can make space for more remarkable and magical things to enter into your life.
One final thing for me, folks, is that I often see people sitting down at courses writing copious notes that they never, never look at again. I tend to do things the other way, being a bit of a minimalist. I will wait for the one piece of gold and bullet point that I don't know, and that's the note I'll make. Then I'll transfer that note into my journal, and that's why a lot of people think that I remember lots of things. It's not that I do. It's simply that I don't allow the white noise to come in. Folks, we'll catch you soon. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.